You're listening to The John Hammer Show, thoughts and discussions from a preacher, disciple of Jesus, author, poet, and pastor. Brought to you by the Sunrise Podcast Network. For more information about Sunrise and or the Sunrise Podcast Network, check out isunrise.org. This podcast is also sponsored in part by Seattle Bible College. For more information about the school, check out seattlebiblecollege.edu. Welcome to my podcast. I would like to introduce those uh, friends, coworkers that are joining me today. Our executive pastor, Craig Gortz, is here, and my assistant, Tara Johnson, who, along with her husband, they are the past youth pastors of our uh, youth ministry. Of our youth, youth pastors of our youth ministry. So yeah. Um, awesome. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, non-contentious issue of Christians and voting. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Today, so um, really, I've wanted to have a discussion and just preached a sermon on Psalm two and the posture of uh, the Lord and his his plan that unfolds through the ages. And the Psalm 2 talks a little bit about the kings and rulers of the earth plotting against the Lord and his anointed. Mm -hmm. And so it touches on governmental, political issues a little bit uh, in that psalm. And I know we have an election coming up uh, in a couple weeks yeah. here. Uh, and then in our for state and some for some, uh, I guess, uh, national election stuff too for senators. For senators, yeah. Um, and then we, of course, we always have elections for something every year, uh, and every two and four right. years especially, we have mm -hmm. ones for president, senators, Congress, m uh, men and women, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, right. governors, and, and all these important positions of governance. And so I wanted to try to tread into the waters to help encourage my local church and any other Christians that will end up coming across this about how should a Christian vote. And this is is actually usually pretty contentious. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, Depends on the questions. Depends on the That's questions, right. yeah, right. and on the answers, <laughs> and on who's listening to it. And, then, and there you go. You're <laughs> off and running. <laughs> uh, but really, uh, there's a YouTuber podcaster named Gavin Ortland, and he always mm -hmm. talks about, he does a lot of stuff on theology, um, and I really love his de his presentations as a brother in the Lord. He's just, uh, and he always says, I want an ironic tone. This is the heart of my, my podcast is to be ironic, which is means to aim for peace. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that even with these contentious issues and people that will fall on different sides of the aisle, if you will, uh, that my aim is for peace, um, but also for truth. Uh, yeah. I think it's really important that Christians establish a biblical worldview mm -hmm. and that the scriptures inform how we live our lives. Um, we don't see in the scriptures uh, instructions on how to vote because there was not, uh, you know, there wasn't voting in the sense that we do it now. I mean, Rome was a republic, so maybe there's some similarities to uh, Rome's uh, structure of government as ours is in some ways, but like right. the d democratic voting per citizen is mm -hmm. different. And so we don't, we don't get to just completely impose uh, some Bible verses on how to vote on our current thing. We have to apply them to our current culture. And one thing that's always really stuck with me um, over the last several years of prayerful study as a pastor and as a believer is in 1 Timothy 2, mm -hmm. the Apostle Paul tells us what kind of leaders we should pray for. And so right. I started to believe, well, if, 
I'm supposed to pray for the, this type of leader or this type of society, and I have the power to vote, then I should probably vote for right. what I'm praying, what God tells me to pray for. Yeah. If, if yeah. prayer is, imp- right. if prayer, God tells us to pray a certain way, then I can deduce that that's his will for that to be mm-hmm. done. And then if I can vote or live in such a way that coincides with that right. prayer, then, so that's, that's something that's really become important to me and probably the primary biblical issue that I look at, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll dialogue about some other stuff too. But I just want to read this real yeah, quick, and then we'll get into some dialogue. First yeah. Timothy 2, uh, Paul says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Then in verse 2, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. And so uh, what we see there is that we're to pray for everybody as Christians, uh, but that we're to especially pray for kings and all those in authority with the purpose that we might live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness and then ultimately, then he starts to say that, in a sense, this is because ultimately God wants everyone to become saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So mm-hmm. what I see what, what I see in First Timothy 2 is we're praying for our leaders, that God would give us the type of leaders that allow Christians to live quiet, peaceable lives, mm-hmm. basically live out their faith, you know, without disruption, right. and uh, be it, and, and live in godliness and holiness— mm-hmm. Ultimately, because God wants us to be a witness and wants everybody to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So I ask the question, is I'm going to go vote for a candidate or a policy or a platform, which policy allows the church to live a peaceful and godly life Mm -hmm. and to be a witness in society and have a voice at the table? Because I believe that Jesus is the hope of the nations and the church is the body of Christ. So if the if the church is is free to minister, love, serve, uh, right. support, live out their worldview, live out their values, then I believe that the world can become a a, a greater, a better place, if you will, exactly um, because of the influence of godliness. Uh, so, um, that being said, let's talk about Christians and voting, and how do we, what do we prioritize? How do we get, how do we get there? How do we get there? Well, one of the things this passage. Uh, says to Pastor John is that we're to pray for kings and those in authority with the understanding that our prayers can have an effect mm-hmm. yes. on the ruling of a people. Yeah. Right. And those who are in authority who make decisions and, and make value judgments that our prayers can affect their governing, right? And mm-hmm. their ruling and their leading, which would be then we would say influenced by God, not as if our prayers have a magical formula mm-hmm. that creates a behavior in them that we want. Yeah, right. We're praying in alignment with what God wants, what he clarifies here in godliness and holiness, right? Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to live in a culture, we have biblical examples of them, where, there was, where the culture was neither godly nor holy. Mm-hmm. And God demonstrated some of his yeah. feelings toward them by brimstone and fire <laughs> yeah. from heaven, right? Yeah. 
And so I'm, I'm carrying like it maybe to an nth degree of right. going beyond what you're saying, but it is the way you can rephrase because you want to have an influence, but the, another very tangible way we can have an influence is because yes. we are in a democracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're no longer in a theocracy. Right. Where God is the one who sets the rules and yeah. we just simply obey. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a say and we want to reflect what you were saying, what your heart is, our heart is, is that we want to reflect God's heart. Yep. And with the... I guess the privilege we've been given, the responsibility, mm-hmm. we want to ascertain as best we can what God's will and purpose would be, right? Yeah. And then vote totally. according. That's what I'm mm-hmm. hearing yeah. you say, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think the process would be that a person would go to ascertain that? Because we have Christians yeah. who are not all in the same party or in the same ideology that would vote really yeah. counter to one another. Right. Right. No, that's a good question. Yeah. And that's what exactly what we want to dive into. Yeah. I think, first of all, I, I guess my brain thinks like of the big picture first and the big idea of right. like worldview or paradigm or whatever you want to call it, just like the lens that you see the world in is like, I think as a Christian, we need to realize there's a really good book um, that one of our elders, Andre Benjamin, had me read when we first became friends, and I'm oh, glad yeah. I did. It's called Discipling Nations yep. by Daryl Miller. Right. And the big idea through, from that book is that ideas have consequences. And mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing that I would ask Christians to start to... that uh, Maybe there's newer believers or people that are newer to the church or following Christ, uh, you know, or anybody that's been a Christian for a long time, is that you should start examining your political views... I mean, that's what this podcast is about, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, it should be more than just political views. But for this, for our sake today, you should examine your political views through the uh, and uh, the understanding that the ideas that we vote for, every every vote, every issue, every initiative, every law, every uh, party platform or candidate has positions on different issues, right? Mm-hmm. All of those issues or bills or whatever are connected to ideas and all ideas have consequences. Right. So we can't sure. stop the consequences of how we implement ideas. Right. Like in our current city, I just was talking to somebody today that said they've been witnessing people in hardware stores. So they go to hardware store a lot for various projects. Um, he's an elder candidate in a, in a nearby local church. He said he's witnessing people walk out the front door, shoplifting power tools yep. and then going into the parking lot and selling them yep. to different oh, vehicles. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so there's an idea about policing and enforcing certain laws for like maybe not prosecuting people over certain amounts of theft. Right. So I don't know the current policies or laws on the books right, right. now, but I do know that I, I have, and I have read articles in the last you know couple years that there's been a climate of softer police policies mm-hmm. to avoid discrimination and and maybe overuse of power but then there's then in some cities and areas it's swung to where there's like no enforcement over certain issues right. and apparently people that are bent on doing crime are aware of that right. and so the consequence is now there's People getting away with shoplifting right. and blatantly getting away with mm-hmm. it, not even right. trying to hide it sometimes anymore. Oh, yeah, right. And so that idea that that policy got passed on, it has ramifications. It has consequences. So I was listening to um, Joe Rogan, and you know, I know some people, he he's not a Christian, and he definitely uses um, a lot of different strong language that Christians don't always like, so I'm not recommending it necessarily for my our audience on the today. episode. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah. on the episode. Yeah. Definitely um, at over 18. You know, yeah. But he uh, he's, I 
think at least he has been the most popular podcaster in the world. Yeah, yeah the, the I most, think that's the right. The most listened to. Most listened he, to. He either still is or close to. Um, anyhow, I've seen him t- sit with people because he left California to move to Texas. Yep. And I've seen him sit with Texans on his podcast and say, well, I just mm-hmm. want to get some politicians on here and ask, like, how do we stop Texas from becoming like California? Because it got so crazy to live there. I just had to leave. And and the way his tone was, and I mean, he's very intelligent and he mm-hmm. has a lot of brilliant guests. So I'm not trying to question his intelligence or, right. or be derogatory in any way. But my, I was kind of surprised because I felt like when I was hearing him, like, there just seemed to be a missing connection of like, don't you realize that the people that you voted for and the policies that you allowed to be voted on in your communities, that that's how you got Absolutely. the lawlessness, mm-hmm. the crazy taxation, yep. the really intense restrictions, like mm-hmm. the people that you gave power to, they created an environment. Right. Like, but I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, so anyway, to answer the uh, a long answer to a short question, yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> is that's to me where it starts, is you have to start realizing that you enact this, people are going, it's going to give people uh, permission to do certain things, mm-hmm. or it's going to stop them from doing certain things. And those are going to be positive or negative consequences or a mixed bag, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing is we got, we got to realize is that our laws are based on some ideas. They're based on some philosophy, some view of morality mm-hmm. or something. And so I'd say that there is no neutral moral positions. And I think this idea of separation in church of state in some people's mind is like, well, separation of morality and God from all of society. And it's like, well, it's kind of like, well, who's God, who's spirituality, whose religious right. beliefs are going to win. Right. Right. Because I've heard a lot of criticisms of Republicans or conservatives that, well, they just want power to hold on to white Christian nationalism. And it's kind of like, well, well, what about the opponents of them, of, of conservatives? Like, they want power too to subject their, their everybody who's right. going to win is going to get power. So right. it's kind of like, you know, it's and even using that statement, Pastor John, mm-hmm. it's not really correctly used in mm-hmm. my recollection, mm-hmm. and it came from an abuse coming out of England, yeah. where the church had a stronghold, or the uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the state had a stronghold on the church, right? Right, exactly. And so there's kind of a reciprocity of, of but now mm-hmm. the opposite is true and the yeah. church is imposed on by the state mm-hmm. in a lot of ways that yeah. hinder our ability to even worship. Yeah. Really? yeah and you sure. look at what a lot of churches came out of with COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not, it's see people tend to use that statement as a blanket for not really stating it properly. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and forget that this church has, is imposed on more by the state. Yeah. But those are reflected in voting, like you said, too, right? Mm-hmm. So Totally. Um, and, you know, that's I think there's strata, don't you think? So a lot of people don't really dig enough into a candidate or an issue to really know mm-hmm. exactly all that is behind what they're voting on. And most, uh, I think the first level, this is, I haven't thought about yeah. it until now, it's just, just really how does it impact me personally mm-hmm. versus how does it impact my family, my neighborhood, right. and the surrounding, and then how does it impact the culture? Right. right. And then us as a country worldwide, I mean, we've yeah. seen enough um, in recent days that have impacted everybody, probably at all three levels. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. About our economy mm-hmm. and our world standing, our yeah. reputation. Yeah. And I think it's why there's such a, I don't know, like a groundswell mm-hmm. or a plate shift in what we hear projections about, you know, Republicans taking the House or, yeah. I mean, different terminologies mm-hmm. like that. It, yeah. I think it's affected people at almost uh-huh. every level you make yeah. those kind of decisions, right? right. And yeah. then you put the Christian in there and you have mm-hmm. even more that you're looking at than just how it affects me or 
yeah. culture. It's, is it reflecting God? Is it upholding mm-hmm. yeah. life? It is upholding right. yep. those things that we would hold dear. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so the, yeah. yeah, just to add to the conversation. Well, yeah, I love that good. point that you're making of how does it affect me personally, but then kind of taking it to that next step of like, how does it affect my family? How does it affect God? Right. It's interesting. I had a conversation with um, one of our deacons a number of years ago when we were voting on um, on the uh, railway the uh-huh. um, system. And I said, you know, what's what's frustrating to me is that we didn't take into consideration, you know, 30 years ago, putting in a um, mass transit 30 years yeah. ago when the, when we were building these freeways uh-huh. and expanding the freeways. So now we're going to have to bear the cost of it here. We don't even sometimes mm-hmm. take a look, even at that minute level, when we're not voting on a particular bend or trend, yeah. we're even voting with our dollars. Like we got to look at the the long-term effects yeah. of how we're voting on these things and what's, right. how is it going to impact the next generation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. True. Well, and yeah. before we start diving into the weeds and probably getting to the juicy <laughs> answers that people really want to hear about... <laughs> Um, is uh, I want to say I don't believe that any one political party can fully represent the kingdom of right. God on the earth. Right. And I don't believe that your Christianity is at stake. Like if you go to heaven or hell is based on your voting. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know that won't make everybody happy to hear that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I really think it's it's concerning to me when we equate one party with fully with the kingdom of God right. or one party with like having perfect morality. Uh, I don't like saying the lesser of two evils when you're voting, but we are down. I mean, right. and I and I am not against people voting uh, for a third party either. There mm-hmm. are other parties, but it just seems like we unfortunately live in such a polarized world where mm-hmm. one of two major parties wins everything. Yep. So I don't believe that people's Christianity is on the line. And I want to say that as a someone who you'll hear in a little bit, I I vote conservative leaning, and I'll explain why a little bit later. But uh, when you vote Republican, conservative, right wing, you at times end up aligning with white supremacists, yep. with Nazis, right. with mm-hmm. extreme nationalists, yep. um, with groups that are hateful, with groups that don't represent Christ's love or compassion well. And on the flip side, when you vote Democratic or le- left leaning, you a- end up voting with people that are Marxists, that are communists, that are witches, that are mm-hmm. Satanists, yep. people that are. Uh, some groups in the extreme fringes, again, this doesn't represent your whole group, but people that want to normalize pedophilia, yep. um, these types sure. of things, like right. they end up being with left leaning. So each group can kind of look at the other group, even within the church, and say, well, when you vote this way, it tells the world that you're aligned with that horrible right. group. Or it right. Tells, right. But, and but when you only have two options, on the extreme fringes of either party, you end up getting yep. groups that nobody, that most normal Christians or even most normal people in society don't really want to be associated with. Right. Yeah. So we True. can point the finger. So we have to, I think, get to a, we have to get to the issues and look at them. And I, I want to say, unfortunately, because I believe that, you know, God requires perfection. So which in his law, right? Like right. if you break even on a personal moral level, mm-hmm. if we break the law in one point, we're guilty of all of it. So before we look at biblical theology, you can kind of say, well, is it better to break the law by by murder or lying? Or is it better to break the law? Now, I think there's a bigger consequence in society if we allowed murder to go unchecked <laughs> and if we allow lying to go unchecked. So there are different consequences for different sins, and the Bible talks to us about that. But I'm saying... There's no perfect party. There's no one that perfectly reflects right. 
the heart of God. And so right. we have to, unfortunately, in a sense, create a pecking order yeah. <laughs> sure. of what we're going to prioritize when we vote. Right. And so then how do we start to do that biblically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how do we... How do we uh, so how do we look and say, well, which, which, what's, and again, it's hard to say if it's more righteous or less righteous, if it's not perfect righteous, Sure. Mm-hmm. but we do have to say, what kind of society do we believe reflects the values of the Bible mm-hmm. um, and reflects the heart of God um, on, on different issues? And then I think you create a priority list. Mm-hmm. And sure. then you find out which candidate party, or, or if it's a certain bill you're voting on, wh- which way does it align with right. that more right. reflects the biblical uh, right. values of Scripture? Right. Well, remember, even the parties mm-hmm. are man-made. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that man makes uh, ends up reflecting its brokenness. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, the people in them, the mm-hmm. structure of it, and the yeah. platform. And um, so I think it's good to remind ourselves of that, that mm-hmm. these are things that we've made to try to govern ourselves as yeah. best we can and mm-hmm. create laws that are civil. And I don't know of any culture that would say that murder is uh, good, right? for example. Yeah. So there's a moral yeah. law, in a sense, that's written into the conscience of people. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, but you do, you do have to start, like you said, there's some hierarchy of, of what you're thinking about. But remembering that what we've built is made by us uh-huh. who are imperfect. Right. And um, and you go from there, I think. Yeah, so, well, right. there was a, a minister, Bishop Harry Jackson, who went to be with the Lord the last couple of years. And um, actually, Andre and I got some time with him in Atlanta one year. And it was very special to, uh, and he really, uh, yeah, it was really special that what he shared with us. And he had a large church on the East Coast and a big network of leaders. And then he was very, in fact, he was in, um, he was, you could you could see him on some videos with uh, President Trump, they had brought him into the White House, right. I think, early in the oh. pandemic to pray. Um, mm-hmm. And anyway, he was very involved politically as a leader from the black community and just a great man of God. And he was, you know, he was conservative in his politics, uh, but he really worked with and honored people that were across the aisle. And yeah, mm-hmm. I remember being in a meeting with him, and he he called us. Um, as you're saying, Craig, that we we have these broken man-made systems and parties and platforms. Um, but he called. He said, "If you're a Republican as a Christian, then be a missionary to your own party. Yeah. And if you're a Democrat, sure. be a missionary to your own party." Right. And mm-hmm. that resonated with my heart so mm-hmm. much because I think what we can do, which I have another podcast coming out on this a little bit on Christian nationalism and the New Apostolic Reformation, the NAR. We'll talk about it a little more probably, but um, <laughs> on that one, but. When we, in a sense, confuse that, like, if we vote Democrat and we're like, yeah, this is God's heart for the poor and helping the down and outer, then mm-hmm. when we're with other Democrats, we might think we're kind of with our fam- our, our church family almost, and then right. vice versa with Republicans. Like, these yeah. people stand for life and marriage yeah. and family, mm-hmm. and, and these are, we're going to change the nation, and we're all in this together, but forgetting that not everybody that's a Republican is a Christian. That's right. Or not everything that they right. do or say right. uh, is necessarily representing God's full heart. So it's okay to be engaged in these broken systems. We have to work within the broken systems that we're a part of to be salt and light and hopefully bring influence and Mm -hmm. and God's redemptive work into different areas of society. Um, But we we need to realize that we're 
we're really ultimately our our first citizenship as a Christian is to the kingdom of heaven, yeah. not to exactly. the USA. That's right. right. You know, uh, you know, a lot of preachers, the party of the lamb, not the party of the donkey or the elephant or the party <laughs> of the lion of the tribe of Judah, right, you know, right. or whatever you want to say. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But it's really true is that that yeah. kingdom citizenship needs to inform our earthly citizenship. Right. And That's so right. uh, just because I vote the same as some other people doesn't mean that we're all really on team Jesus fully representing him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we still need to be an influence for Christ yep. in that environment within the same sure. party yeah. that we belong to. I yep. would say that we both parties, the mm-hmm. main parties, the people in them would probably be more guilty of pursuing the American dream mm-hmm. than pursuing the work of the gospel. Yeah. yeah. And so that, I think, I think puts us all at a level playing field when uh-huh. it comes to what we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to truly put a greater ideology or a greater mm-hmm. kingdom uh, in the forefront of our minds may be more difficult than we even realize because we sometimes equate pursuing the American dream with pursuing the kingdom. Yeah. Right. And so... Exactly. Yeah, and so I think there needs to be that maturity for us to be able to separate those things. And and as it comes down to voting, like you said, it, it's, it shouldn't just reflect what's going to benefit me and right. not care about people come before me yeah. or people who are alongside mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. And, um, and it's, you know, I don't know if you remember a guy named David Barton. He, yeah. He's president mm-hmm. of a company called yeah. Wall Builders. Yeah. yeah. He was a history teacher, I yeah. think, and, and he realized God had a bigger calling in his life. But one of the thoughts that he... And I've rethunk, rethought it a number of times, but mm-hmm. he said countries generally receive in their lifetime the judgment of God, mm-hmm. whereas people have an, an eternal judgment at the yeah. end of time. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever contemplated that. I don't want to derail us, but um, mm-hmm. but it is in line with we become a product of what we tolerate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, our good friend, Dr. Phil McGross says, we teach people how to treat us <laughs> yeah. by what we tolerate and mm-hmm. what we don't, you know, yeah. put a boundary around. But, and so one thing begets another. And, and once you start heading down a particular mm-hmm. slippery slope, it's sometimes hard to stop and then reverse yeah. mm-hmm. as a culture and a society. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it maybe it does receive its just rewards mm-hmm. by getting to the bottom of the slippery, slippery slope, so to speak. Right. But, to me, it does come down to kingdom-minded people are to be focused on something other than pursuing the American dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right. Even at our own sacrifice, mm-hmm. we should have that as a higher value. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the act the, the, between discipleship and how we vote, mm-hmm. if we're using that analogy, I think there is a connection right. between our spiritual maturity, yeah. the way we view the kingdom, our role in the kingdom, and how mm-hmm. it's reflected in not just how we vote, but how we steward the things that God has put into our yeah. care, mm-hmm. 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 whether it's our property, our people, our intellect, you know, our money. Totally. Yeah. And those all have an influence in a culture as well. Yeah. yeah. So. So interesting. I um, went to school for a degree in environmental science and um, my senior project was actually on, I, you know, also vote more conservatively. And this was actually in a process of me maybe changing from being a little bit more liberal leaning to a little bit more conservative leaning um, at that time. And my whole senior project was how would I create an environmental platform in the Republican Party? Mm-hmm. And really, how do, how would I be that missionary mm-hmm. to the Republican Party yeah. to get them to vote that way? Sure. And I think it's really important that if that is something, you know, you look at your party and you're missing this big pl- piece, they don't believe that way or they don't vote that way and it doesn't line up with the kingdom, you you really do have to take that as a value on upon yourself and in mm-hmm. begin to advocate for that and ask the Lord yeah. for ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
agree. Totally. Well, uh, how? So I guess we're talking about how there's some brokenness in both sides, and we're, we need to be missionaries to each of our own party, mm-hmm. and we need to look at you know, kind of the the big picture. Um, but we're not saying that it doesn't matter how we vote then, right? For sure. Talk, you were talking about yeah. that too, yeah. It does uh, matter, Craig. That yeah, it is an issue of discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think we are held accountable, probably by God, for how we vote to some degree. Sure, um, I would agree. I mm-hmm. mean, if everybody we vote for were personally responsible for the choices they make in office, I don't think. I don't think. I think that would get outside of a, a biblical purview of like. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things because we don't know for sure what our elected officials are going to actually do. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. yes. So some people are Absolutely. like, you voted for that president and look what he did. Or you voted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to stand before yeah. And it's like, well, anybody that voted for any leader, probably whether it's some war that they went into or some backhanded policy or mm-hmm. some, they dangled a carrot. If you vote for me, I'll do this for you. And they didn't follow through, you know? Right. Um, it, but I mean, if we're, if we are voting for a candidate to support some evil agenda, then I think we will probably be judged for that because we were knowingly right. participating, participating in it, in it that. and that I was agree. motivating mm-hmm. us. I agree. Um, but uh, I guess saying that to say, like, it, it does matter um, mm-hmm. how we vote, uh, and we want to create a society that's just, that's 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 sure. that's, uh, that's peaceful, right. that's. Mm-hmm that's blessed, you know, even, even when the Israelites were, uh, God was, you know, saying that they're going to be taken into exile. He's like, Hey, even when you're captive in another land, pray for the prosperity of the place where you're captive, because if it goes well for them, it's going to go well for you. Right. And, uh, so God does want, I think God delights in human flourishing, you know, that when Jesus returns and establishes his kingdom one day, everyone who's received Christ and lives with him forever and ever in a new heavens and new earth, there's going to be the right. ultimate human flourishing in a new earth. And that's pretty amazing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, what do you think the responsibility is between the individual Christian mm-hmm. and how they vote? Yeah. Well, I think it is like, again, I'd go back to that. Like, this is how we're to pray for our leaders. Yeah. Right. So how can we vote and participate that way? So I would say, firstly, what... If ideas have consequences, policies have meaning for how we live our life. What gives us? So I would start looking at platforms. So we do have to do issues. some research. We have right? to do some research. Yeah, our intellect. That God biblical, gave us, right? biblical. We have to do yeah. biblical research, right? We yeah. need to be students of the Scripture. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think systematic Bible reading, and then of course being a part of a church and sitting under you know godly mm-hmm. teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah right. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Find out what is on God's heart. What matters to Him. That's right. What What was the concept of the law in the Old Testament? I think there's we're not under the law and I'm not proposing that we enact fully the law today mm-hmm. exactly how it's written, but God did give people a law for how to govern a society. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's probably not probably, but there is principles mm-hmm. and truth there that yeah. should be heeded. I believe the 10 commandments, you know, I don't, I think there should be a society where people don't cheat on each other's spouses, uh, where that's not, where that's, you know, that's considered unhealthy. Right. <laughs> um, right. Where stealing, right. lying, murdering is wrong. Like, I, that's, I believe it's a really healthy foundation for all human civilization yeah. Yeah. and all human flourishing. So finding the biblical and then looking up, yeah, you got to research candidates. Mm-hmm. You know, for some races, it's going to, uh, local uh, races like of uh, maybe a, a mayor or, mm-hmm. or a county a yeah. person, it might be a little harder to know where they stand on certain issues. Right. Because they don't usually get down to that level. Um, 
But you you try to do research and you try to find out mm-hmm. where people stand. Uh, you can read things online a lot now. Um, of course, yeah. the voter guides that are given. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and then you can you can learn from different groups. Um, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes Christian voter guides, I think, are good, but sometimes they only handle the issues that support their limited part of their party, and they may yeah. not be as holistic as what the Bible right. is. Yeah. yeah, fair. And I remember one person's like, well, hand out these voter guides, and I was like, I don't really like the way they're presented, although I agree with a lot of what's shared here. Mm-hmm. To sure. me, there's it's incomplete, and I wish there was something more robust. And she goes, well, you want me to hand out ones from, like, is it NARAL, one of the abortion oh, organizations, and yeah, hand right. out from, like, the this other group that's, like, you know, like, literally, I think, works with, like, witches or things like that. I'm like, that might not be a bad idea, actually. Like, go look at the vote. Like, go... Go look at the people that have different worldviews and how they're telling you to vote because it probably part of it would tell you, you know, right. what not to do and what not <laughs> right. to do. Uh-huh. You know, some would be what to do and some what not to do. Right. So I think finding those issues and then for me, uh, I believe like foundational to all of society is the value of family yeah. and life. Absolutely. And so yeah. it, looking at the biblical narrative before God made a country or a nation – um, which a, a nation is actually comes really out of tribe, which comes out of a family, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is organize, you know, is self organizing for protection for common interests, which all of us do to a certain level as a family. If we have a family yep. and, a, and, a, and a personal home, a personal property that sure. we live in, right? Right. Um, so I believe that foundational to society is the flourishing of family. Mm-hmm. And before God made a country or a, gov- or a political government in, enacted that in. In the biblical narrative, he started a family. The first institution is marriage, and out of that, family. And so, really, I see that this, the biblical spheres that were created by God of authority, of course, there's God's authority that is just automatic because he made everything <laughs> right. um, as the creator. Right. Um, then is marriage and family. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he Israel becomes kind of a mixture of God's spiritual authority that he gives to the priests, right. and eventually governing authority that he gives to... Um, to kings, mm-hmm. right? And so the spheres of authority is God's authority, family, church. Now, church in the age that we live in, and sure. government, right? Uh, you know, uh-huh. political, national government, civil authority, local, civil yeah. authority. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I would say that when civil authority starts to infringe upon God's first level, besides His own authority, uh, yeah. onto the family, yeah, right. That that to me is the greatest danger to society and civilization. I'll say that's why I lean conservative is because of mm-hmm. their view on pro-life. Mm-hmm. The Bible mm-hmm. says clearly that God hates the shedding of innocent blood um, in multiple places. And so I can't discern any more innocent blood than the life of a pre-born child. Yep. Sure. Um, and right. I think we know too much about science. I think we're lying to ourselves if we say that, you know, it's not a baby till it's born. And I just, Absolutely. I just yeah, sure. we know too much now Yep. Um, scientifically um, and I believe that if we can't protect the defenseless that would be born into a family and the church is to be a family of families and God values adoption and taking care of the orphan and the widow, or mm-hmm. I would say maybe a modern interpretation right. is taking care of the single mom, Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that if we can't take care of the most defenseless, the, the unborn or the preborn, right. then what does that say about us as a society and right. a people? Um, yeah. So, so th- that is what, to me, trumps everything mm-hmm. in if I'm to make a pecking order is family and life. Yeah. Um, now, 
I know that some people that are more left-leaning as Christians are like, well, we vote for Democrats or, or left more left-leaning progressive policies because there's more funding for single moms and therefore they won't abort their kids. So it's they would argue that it's more pro-life to vote pro-choice. But mm-hmm. I would say to that, have you seen the demonstrations of women like demanding with like fake blood coming out of their private areas? I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be overly grotesque yeah. for our listeners oh, yeah. today. Yeah. And like we've gone from some groups saying, oh, uh, pro-choice, it's like we want to make abortion safe, legal, and rare. That was the thing. Yeah. And now you've got literally got people in the streets just up, dressed up yeah. in female genitalia costumes yeah. with blood flowing out, basically saying, give us the right to kill our babies. So yep. it's kind of like, well, I thought you guys just wanted it to be rare and right. legal just so it's not sure. as dangerous. Sure. Um, so anyway, yeah. so to me, that's, that prioritizes how I vote. Now, within that, a word to conservative Christians, um, I was reading a book. I highly recommend it. It's more on philosophy of how we've developed as a society on the issues of life, identity, sexuality. It's called Strange New World by Mm -hmm. Carl R. Truman. Mm -hmm. Um, When Karl Marx came along and taught us to think about society based on power dynamics, that Mm -hmm. all hierarchies are corrupt because they're based on power, and whoever's Mm -hmm. at the top of the hierarchy is corrupt and evil, basically, and everything needs to be dismantled, and the the right. commune or the community, uh, communism, you know, like they need to have everything equal. He got us to think of everything as a power based and therefore anything tied to money is tied to power. And therefore the only solutions are political. And when Carl Truman mm-hmm. laid that out, I was like, they kind of like floored me. Cause I was like, yeah, that's affected conservatives as much as that. We only think that if we could pass pro-life laws that we'd end abortion and then revival would come to America and all these babies would be safe. Right. But uh, Marx is, Marx got us all to think that that power solution through the vote is the only thing that matters. But then you start thinking about it at a deeper level, and you're like, well, women will still have abortions, maybe back alley as they call it, or right. mm-hmm. in other ways, mm-hmm. or some doctors won't follow the rules, yep. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we would still have to help win the hearts and minds of people That's to right. adopt God's ways, whether right. abortion's right. legal or exactly. illegal. Yep. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. So I do think the political solution is important because I think it saves innocent life. And therefore, I think, you know, just like saying you could use that argument, well, what would happen to all those slaves if we just set them free and then they didn't have work and they wouldn't have enough to eat without these benevolent slaves? And I I don't think we should compromise with evil because somehow it would be less what what would we do with all these babies? And I I I would say, well, you got to value what God values. Yeah. And right. then uh-huh. yes, it does become our responsibility to figure mm-hmm. out as a church primarily, and then even as a society, mm-hmm. what do we do for all these babies that are being born? Like sure. we do need to work. And I would say that there's a lot of mudslinging towards Christians that believe that because oh, you just want to you know take authority over people's you know. Vagina, right? Yeah, no. But that's what I hear. You know, yeah. That's how they say it. Right. That's what they say. Um, But uh, you don't really care about. You know, it should be womb to the tomb. So we should. It's like, well, yeah, we should care about life from the womb to the tomb. We should Mm -hmm. care about the elderly. We should care about the single mom. About the person that can't afford an education. Um, And so we do need to learn to answer for those things. Some Mm -hmm. maybe politically, but then also I think. There are other solutions that, again, we need to get beyond the Marxist framework mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just voted or handled by the government. That's just because right. it's an issue of right. power and money doesn't mean that the only solutions are political. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, we do 
there, there, there could be some valid criticisms there, but to me, it's not a valid enough criticism to sure. make me think that it doesn't matter if people have the right to kill a baby or not. That's right. right. Uh, in the womb. Right. So that's, I would argue, I, I don't, I haven't seen personally any arguments. Um, I do see some arguments from more left-leaning Christians that voting Democrat promotes more of the common good. So even with like a First Timothy 2 verse, they would say, well, well, Democrats allow everybody, you know, their policies right now. And I would say, I, I don't think that's true, um, be, not just because of the life issue, but also because of the sexual identity issue. And not all Democrats, but really mm-hmm. the, the, what, I don't know if you want to call it the far left, the extreme left right, um, right now, right. Um, that they're allowing for the complete redefinition of people's self-identity, which I believe has negative consequences for the church to live out our ethics and view. Certainly does, right. yeah. Um, and then also, I believe it's devastating to tell children, I hope they have some more content on this in uh, coming weeks or months, as I've been doing some reading and research on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the, the transgender issue with our youth, and you're having mm-hmm. kids yeah. make life-altering decisions mm-hmm. at age 8, mm-hmm. 10, or 12, mm-hmm. you know, it's where they could take puberty blockers or even have surgeries mm-hmm. that could cause irreversible damage to their body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, that's when that stuff gets codified, it's kind of funny. Tara was mentioning earlier a big, intense conversation we had early on in our <laughs> oh, and your friendship and yeah, right? yep, connecting with yep. her and Ke- her husband, Kevin, and yeah. my wife, Grace, and I, we were all like chatting about yeah. this. But when you legalize certain things, it starts getting promoted in schools. Yep. And then yeah. a different thing. So you start educating and teaching people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen that with sex ed curriculums right. where... It's not just that something's considered acceptable in society for adults, but now it's it's being introduced and taught to kids as healthy ways of sexual expression, whether it's yeah, you know right. any letter on the LGBTQ plus. Um, um, you know, like any conversation spectrum. on that topic stirs it up. Right. If right. they talk it, sexuality at all, it stirs yeah. up the whole thing, and right. where it's it's too early. Yeah, to stir up those kind of thinkings and mm-hmm. right conversation. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. and I guess it goes back to the family to me, right? right. Like mm-hmm. if the family has in God's economy. Now, some people would say, well, there's a lot of bad families, and like, yeah, there's bad families, there's bad governments, there's good schools, there's bad schools, there's healthy parenting, there's unhealthy parent. You know, mm-hmm. um, authority can be good or bad, and we see that all through the Scripture. We see that through our experience in human history yeah, and in our yeah. current lives. Um, but to me, when this when the government runs most of most of our kids go through public schools mm-hmm. in general, right? Mm-hmm. And they get to infringe, I believe, upon the family in yeah. a negative exactly. light now. Right. Yep. Then right. that's where I believe we have unhealthy results or consequences for yeah. the society. Ideas mm-hmm. have consequences. And so yeah. that's why I believe that voting conservative does not give us perfect government. Um, no. It doesn't fully represent the kingdom of God or the mission of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I believe it gives the church more room to operate at least right now and mm-hmm. that can change mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we need to be wary of that yeah, that's uh, right. but at least right now it gives the church in my opinion room to operate to live out our values and ethics in a way that would promote peace and blessing yeah. mm-hmm. for society for family for exactly. children yeah and so exactly. that's that's t- to me what's what's of the most important economic policy is important I think one thing that I've heard conservatives lately, as I read the prophets in the Old Testament, um, I don't think that a lot of conservatives have the right tone mm-hmm. or the right policy on immigration. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that uh, that God is. It's interesting when you read the prophets um, right. in 
in the Old Testament, um, Israel's getting judged over and over for idolatry and sexual immorality or what we consider like more pagan practices uh-huh, that right. are usually more associated with something against Christianity, mm-hmm. right. right? But then they also get judged for mistreating the poor or not welcoming the foreigners and yep. strangers. Right. Yep. And so, uh, and again, that opens up a whole other debate on does your economic policy of like capitalism or more socialism help the poor, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes. but I'm like, I think that, you know, conservative Christians need to be more kingdom than the Republican Party on how they have a heart towards immigrants and people that are coming here from other countries. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah, talking sure. about that. We should just have lawless open borders or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, one thing I've done, which kind of stressed me out at first, actually, is I read some Christian libertarian thinkers on some issues and I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never even heard of some of these ideas or solutions sure. for society. And yep. it just showed me how polarized my thinking was. Exactly, right. I yeah. only think Republican, Democrat, right, left, right. Yeah. Um, on yeah. donkey, elephant. But like reading, it like really started opening up my mind on other creative solutions. And like mm-hmm. some of them seem much more reflective of biblical values yeah. to go. me. Um, but I'm like, yeah. Oh, but then you get that whole dilemma. Like, well, if I vote libertarian on the, it might be more biblical in that one area, right? But then they want to legalize, you know, prostitution and all the drugs, and and I'm like, I have a hard time with that, you know. So, so anyway, uh, if you can find a libertarian converted to Republican, yeah, 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 right. Well, or even just start advocate. That's I think it's it really we encourage we have several of our young adults who are very active in the political. Um, realm mm-hmm. it's getting active in yeah. that space mm-hmm. yeah. talking to yeah. politicians mm-hmm. talking to people voting yeah. when you're looking at different issues making sure that mm-hmm. like we've said over and over and over again is lining that up with kingdom values and voting in those issues regardless of which party set set forward yeah. the policy right you know because there yeah. are democrats mm-hmm. out there who vote pro-life yeah there's plenty of republicans out there yeah. that vote pro-choice and so right. it's not yeah sure that's right um, and one thing that, uh, boy, I've had so many thoughts racing through my head, competing, <laughs> competing for my own attention. Pick me, pick me, <laughs> as one preacher said, yeah. picking between sermons, me, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> this little voice inside. But I think uh, one of the things that um, I try to remember is like we, we want to, even while we're in a party, we shouldn't be afraid to criticize our own party. And we shouldn't be afraid to speak up yeah. about issues of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And like one thing that conservatives uh, in the Bill Clinton years, Christians believe that uh, you they pulled a, a large majority of Christians. I just saw, I, I won't remember the exact numbers, but I just saw this poll uh, that a, a politician's private life affected their leadership, their public oh, leadership. Right. And if you had sure. a corrupt personal life, you couldn't be a good uh-huh. public servant. I can yep. see that. But then yep. when Trump got elected you look at the same group of christians that's 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 researched and they'll say well it doesn't matter if the candidate has personal moral problems um they can still be a good leader based on their policies Mm -hmm. and so we Hmm. we often make concessions about what we think is right exactly to get power or to make a decision because you know to accommodate what we want to do accommodate what we want to do (laughs) yeah yeah it's like well you know, yeah. if conservative Christians see a Democrat in there, then all of a sudden their personal morality is a, is a problem. But then if it's somebody that yeah. they want in there versus somebody else, yeah. then it's like, oh, well, we can, you know, it, more exceptions. depends what happens on society. So yeah. I think you can say, well, this is why I'm voting this way now with the broken options that I have. Right. And this is, right. and I'll, and I'll defend that position, hopefully biblically. Yeah. Right. And, and, but then also saying, but that doesn't mean there isn't areas to reform within my own 
party or the candidate I'm supporting mm-hmm. or that I need mm-hmm. to divide from people. Right. Um, now, I'm not saying that it, well, if you think abortion is this way or that way, or if you think it's okay to be racist, some of you, then that's okay. Or if some of mm-hmm. you think it's okay to like, you know, um, you know, that any sexual morality is okay with, I'm not saying that those things don't matter. There is right. on all these issues. There is, I think pretty clear teaching in the Bible about what is right and wrong. Yeah. It's just that since no party fully lives that out properly in their policy, yeah, right. then we have to have a, a sense of like, we can have passion, we can have debate, we can we mm-hmm. can be convinced that we're the most right, but at the same time, I think we should admit that there's areas where we need to show grace and that we need to be humble yeah. enough to uh, say sure. uh, that we we can't just vote a certain way. We need to live these values out beyond politics as right. a church, as a people, yeah. right? Um, even beyond how we vote, if well, we're really going to be ethical mm-hmm. and integrous uh-huh. in, as disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Um, that, and, and if we don't get people in power that we want, that we continue to live out our values, we continue to pray for our leaders, yeah, even right. if they don't get who we vote for. Right. Um, and we live our faith in such a way that we can influence society without ruling from the top down. Right. And, and many times in church history, the church leveraged incredible influence yeah. from the grassroots of society, yes. right. from yeah. showing compassion and love, from being present, um, from right. building good families and marriages, mm-hmm. you know, from... Serving the poor and welcoming strangers and right. being having a spirit of hospitality. Right, mm-hmm. Daniel's a great mm-hmm. the the character Daniel is right. a great example of a righteous person mm-hmm. having the ability to influence and wanting to do the right thing to the point where those who had influence influence the king to to um, make his Daniel's mm-hmm. behavior illegal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right, as a way to shut him down or as a way to control him, and he. Let the consequences be where they may. He decided mm-hmm. to keep praying, yeah. And and then the king realized how he was manipulated by those who had advisors around right. him, right? Mm-hmm. And then even prayed for Daniel to survive the the punishment that he rendered should be happened to people who don't, you know, follow his word. Yeah. So that's a you know very fragmented example of how the system works. You right. do have people who influence people, who yeah. make the mm-hmm. rules to yep. go against those people they don't like. Right. Yep. Right? Yeah. And so my wife actually ran for city council uh, years ago, and we saw up close that all that mattered to them was getting in office. They yeah. didn't They didn't care how they got in office. Hmm. Right. They didn't care the, the lies they told, the, the ethics that they trampled right. to the ground. That we, I would think we all were playing on the same or understanding the same playing field that we mm. are honest and integrous and it's yeah. a civil discourse. And it was actually the quite opposite to it. To <laughs> wow. it, it yeah. wounded my wife in some yeah. ways. Oh. Yeah, I, um, I mean, they, she was repre- misrepresented in, mm. in every way in that, you know, newspapers are researching and the opposing candidates are saying things. And, hey, we saw here you had a, a, a traffic uh, infraction or citation. You have five minutes to call us back and comment on it, or it's going, you know, it's going public. And oh, she's oh like, gosh. "What was that?" Yeah, she had a speeding ticket like ten years ago. Yeah. Right, the only right. one in her life. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that kind of stuff is just so. Right. But it's, it's it's what you're saying, Pastor John. It's it, it, those people who are bent on getting power, mm-hmm. they'll do anything that it needs to do to get power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think other people would say the power isn't the ultimate. Um, 
and so I won't do anything. Right. Right. To obtain the power. Yeah. yeah. But living and and having that lifestyle mm-hmm. is maybe the power that they have. I mm-hmm. don't control everything out there, but I control this. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to live that mm-hmm. way, like Daniel did. And yeah. um, it's you know there was an ideology ideology that are really on opposite ends of a spectrum, mm-hmm. regardless of party. And you can have mm-hmm. that mindset in either party, right? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. So. Well, I was going to say something really fast. Um, I think it's just kind of talking about that. What what Craig's saying is it's also important to, to be a little introspective. And Mm -hmm. I know there's been times where I made a choice based on what I, what information I thought I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I had to repent. Yeah. Because I didn't, right. I didn't, it didn't uphold, it, you know, they, I, it was not what I thought it was yeah. or I was deceived mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think that's important as Christians that we have some honesty with ourselves yeah, too, sure. that sometimes we have not lived up to mm-hmm. scripture right. and we haven't right. done what's right, yeah, right. before yeah. God. Yeah. And we really have to repent for those right. things in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say just to kind of sum up here, mm-hmm. um, I know we can talk about this in yeah. depth and, and, longer <laughs> I'm just getting, and longer. I'm just getting going. You're just getting going. <laughs> getting warmed up. <laughs> Uh, right. is that, you know, first of all, people need us to, to, as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, how Christians should vote is that they should be prayerful and they should be studying scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should be studying the issues mm-hmm. and they should be developing a criteria and a framework mm-hmm. that's informed first from scripture uh, yeah. more than it is from culture. Mm-hmm. And we need to be non-compromising in our personal mm-hmm. lives, you know, like, you know, it'd be wrong to vote against abortion and then be paying for abortions and doing them yourself yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. behind the scenes, right? right. Like, sure. So we need to live out our values yeah, exactly. uh, that we vote for. Right. Um, and then uh, we need and be non-compromising in that. And then we, uh, you know, we need to be, we should be engaged and we want to see Christians run for office and, mm-hmm. and vote. And exactly. I know people are concerned about election integrity. And so like one guy at our church, he's, he's serving to count ballots. And yep. I think right. that made me so excited that yeah, somebody right. wasn't just sending links about how, you know, yeah, right. all the elections are <laughs> stolen and rigged now. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go count ballots. Yeah. I'm going to be a part of the, yeah. I'm going to be a part of the solution. And if we would get engaged as salt and light that's right, and, you know, bring God's heart yeah, and right. not compromise our personal values, you right. know, then hopefully we get to leverage uh, yeah. our influence for good yeah. and mm-hmm. for serving people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would ask people that are hearing this to, if you got through it, um, without getting too emotional or upset at any uh, viewpoint, um, to really allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart and really mm-hmm. examine, like, am I just reacting? And have I always just voted this way? Have I, uh, you know, is there, am right. I open to, to being wrong? Am mm-hmm. I open to needing to change or grow in an area? Yeah. Or uh, how did I come to believe yeah. what I've come exactly. to believe? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How did, yeah. I, how did I arrive here? Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I believe that uh, if you have questions, I, we'd love to hear them. Um, yeah. You mm-hmm. want to send them in to info at isunrise.org. Yep. And if you personally want to talk and you're a part of our church <laughs> and maybe others, <laughs> depending on the time we have um, on where this goes, uh, we want to help people be faithful yeah. followers of Christ right. and engage yeah. in an imperfect world mm-hmm. that needs the love, the truth, and the the, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining yeah. me. Yeah. We talked about Amen. some of these the issues, yeah. and, and hopefully this is helpful to you. Please share it and get Christians thinking about what does it mean to vote as a Christian and why is it important. If you're not registered to vote, I encourage you to get registered and to make sure to vote uh in this upcoming election here um, in early November. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. Uh, thank you and God bless. God bless. It's good. Thanks for joining the John Hammer Show. Please give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe if you're enjoying the content here. And the best way to support this podcast is leaving us a great review. Thanks.